Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, now I've just got coffee all down my dress. <laughs> Good job, Jen missed that. What the fuck did I miss? I stirred my coffee with a big pen and then held the big pen to show Alison what Byra is. And anyway, there was coffee, obviously, in the lid bit and it all went down my dress. Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing kind charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Jen had to clean my, I brought my Mac down to Jen, she had to clean it for me. I saw it and I was like, oh, my Mac looks very different. Jen was like, yes, I've, I've cleaned it. Maureen. How bad was it, Jen? It. How bad was it? Well, I mean, I could have handed it over to the Wuhan lab to see what they found. <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> there's, every, there's every chance we found some sort of coronavirus. <laughs> We know where it started. It did not start in a lab. (laughs) All I'm saying is I'm I'm, I'm probably toxic at the moment. You don't want to get near me. It's very catching. I nearly binned your laptop. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I I thought, oh, it's more into better not. But I cleaned it. I don't know how to clean it. Because you've got to use special stuff, haven't you? I haven't got special stuff. It's available. You can buy it. (laughs) It's in shops and things. Cleaning um, equipment and uh, products are are available to buy. Actually, more it's, it's they're not they're not they're not heirlooms that have been handed down through generations that only my family hold and no one I mean, else. And oh, that's my alarm. I'm up. Thank you, anyway, you, Maureen. Um... That is absolute classic. That, that Maureen's alarm is five minutes after we're supposed to be recording. Any other being more Maureen's to, to add before we start the record of this podcast, Maureen? Anyway, Alison, it was quite a difference in the look. Was it? Say. It was yeah. the difference between absolutely filthy to clean. Yeah. I, think I said to Chloe, said to it. me, Listen, I don't even want to touch that laptop. And I went, I, really, I don't know what to I really have to. I mean, I just saw Chloe in the sink with a wire brush. I was like, what are you cleaning? She was like, my hands. I've just been <laughs> holding Maureen's laptop. Not a euphemism. <laughs> COVID started under the space bar. There it is. There it is right there. <laughs> 
Oh dear. Anyway, oh, we love um, you, Maureen. We're sorry. Yeah. I've 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 gone into a personal lockdown since handling Maureen's um, flat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I won't be out of the house now for some time. Oh, um, uh, we had fun today, Alice. Somebody did this. Have you done this? Jen had to do um, a self tape. For people who don't know, this is what people do now for for like auditions. Instead of used to go for auditions, now people like you to self tape, and it is a very long, tedious process. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, it is when I do it because I'm bloody awful. Are at you them. really good at learning lines? I was directing. Jen didn't appreciate all my directions. <laughs> at one point, she said the word licking, so I was like. Don't do that, Maureen. Stop doing that. That's like it's putting me off. <laughs> Maureen mouthing some sort of cunnilingus action at me while I'm trying to be in a very serious... Uh, licking. <laughs> yeah, literally licking like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, was like, I thought I was helping. I don't... Uh, obviously, I was aroused, Maureen. <laughs> By Maureen's tense lip Maureen. lick. Yeah. I didn't know what she was doing. Is <laughs> oh. <laughs> this yodeling? Yodeling in my <laughs> gargling? I don't know what you were doing. Anyway, so we, yeah, we had to do that this morning. That's great. I was very, I'm very grateful to you, Maureen, because I, I, I think these things are very boring to do, and I, I do appreciate <laughs> that you did take that time to, to do that with me, because. Oh, Inevitably, whenever you do a self-tape, I know just to get into the tedium of it for people who don't really care. I'm just going to be very brief. It. it <laughs> You're acting against your your phone, you, you, you know, aren't you, Alison? So you're acting to your phone. You're reacting to equipment. And you're acting yeah. and you're reacting to a phone. And um, sometimes it, you can feel a bit self-conscious. It's, it's quite difficult not to. But it can take a couple of takes. And there was a couple of times where I got through pretty much the whole bit and then there was just one line I kept tripping over. And Maureen was like, oh, my God. So in the end, Maureen just had to write that one line in black <laughs> Sharpie on a piece of paper because every time I blanked. And so I, I would be doing the take like this. And then you just see my eyes move to the left. And then that was me reading <laughs> that one line. LAUGHTER <laughs> Unfortunately, um, podcasts aren't a visual um, medium. Otherwise, that what Alison did was hilarious. But if you become yeah. a patron, you can see all the faces that we're making. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, well, well worth your money. Well worth your money. Well worth every penny. Also, oh, I finished my jumper. Maureen, your um, mic's quite quiet. Oh, do you know what? My mic's facing the wrong way. Oh, you literally God. turned so it literally thirty did minutes ago. <laughs> Honestly, we we. I, 30 minutes ago, we got on here as a, for a pre-chat and you didn't have well, the right face in the right must way. Have turned. It's the bare it minimum turned. requirement for a podcast, Maureen. Did you say it, it must have turned? It must Look, have turned. I'm, I'm an artist. I don't do the technical stuff. I um, Fair Anyway, enough. I was talking about me, yeah. so can we get well, back to Let's get to back me. to your... Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I finished my jumper. It's gorgeous. Maureen, that's lovely. It's really gorgeous. And did you do all the... Because you were having a bit of trouble with the stitching and that's all done and... Oh, yeah, that's all done. That's my tedious bit. So as everybody knows, it's sewing up and getting... Cutting it up all up. It's all... And I had a bit of under the neck because I'd done the wrong thing. But yeah, no, it's all done. I can put it on and it fits. And that's the main thing. Amazing. I like Add that to the list. Um, so you've got, a, you've got that lovely green one. You've got a black one. I've got a pink one. Purple a, one. A purple one. Purple one. I've got a blue I'm, one. You've got... Blue one, and now you've got red one. Are they all the same? They're similar. No, they're the same. <laughs> they're the they're same. same. Great. But you're very much knitting how, how I shop, Maureen. You're knitting like um, 
several different colours of the same item, and I yes. am buying several different items of, <laughs> of just different colours. Yeah, Alice and Jen went shopping this week. Oh, what did you buy when you went shopping? I bought I bought clothes. <laughs> there great. we are. <laughs> That's how excited she was. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Anything that stood out to you this shopping trip? Uh, I mean, look, I bought a couple of shirts and a couple of pairs of trousers. I mean, I don't think anyone's interested. I, 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 I don't mean you. I just mean in general. It's, it's, they're not very um, interesting, particularly. I, the only thing I would say is that the trousers are identical but to different colours, and that's that's kind of the, that's kind of how I roll. Uh, and the shirts are not identical but fairly identical and different colours. Wow. You have cl- as long as they cover your tedious bits, that's all that they matters. They cover all of my tedious bits. My tedious bits are, are, are firmly, firmly? Shots. Firmly, what? wow. Wow. <laughs> my tedious bits are very firm, actually, Alison. I'll have you know. Ah, Jen and her firm tedious um, bits. Oh my God! What a what a sorry everyone! What a sight for sore eyes. Um, Alison, you're still in in Toronto. What's going on? Have you have you been um, working much, or have you just been socialising? What's happening? I have been socialising. Uh, we were talking about this before on our little pre-chat. Here's what I'm going to recommend to everyone. So I was telling you, ladies, I ended up going to the same restaurant two days in a row. So friends made a plan. We went to a restaurant. Great. Then my other friends made a plan recommended the same restaurant. I just didn't have the heart to be like, actually, I just ate there. I was like, I don't care. Here's what I realized, actually. Going to the same restaurant again and again with people that you want to see is actually good because you don't waste any time looking at the menu. You know what you want. So you get to focus all your attention on the people. I highly recommend going to places that you are familiar with if you want to catch up with a person. That's what I learned this week. And you had the same thing, didn't you? I did have the exact same I do that. Maureen... We know you do that. Yeah. I, I, I literally, Maureen. Whatever, there's like three restaurants we go to. I don't need to. She doesn't need to look at the menu. She has no, exactly the, the same, same thing. thing. Whatever it is, it's cream based, mm. or cheese based, or cheesy creamy based. So it's just, good for somebody who's lactose intolerant. Yeah. So Maureen <laughs> just discovered she's lactose intolerant. I mean, that's like the worst case situation for somebody like Maureen who lives on lactose. Basically. <laughs> We have footage of her drinking what we thought was double cream, and we weren't. We weren't even. It was thrown. still some lactose-based. <laughs> yes, it was. It was a latte, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, of course, let's not go into buttermilk. But anyway, <laughs> Maureen uh, likes to. She's she knows what she likes, and she likes what she likes. And yep. Are we allowed to ask what you had, Alison? Is that? Yeah, is you that can right? ask. Okay, uh, let me say it correctly. It was a. Is it tag? Tagliatelli? Tagliatelli? No, tortelloni. No, what? tagliatelli. Tagliatelli. The thick yeah. noodles. Bolognese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Right. It was so right. good. It was so yeah. good. Because it wasn't a lot of meat. There was a lot of non-meat options, but I was like, I want some meat in there. And it was... Uh... It was delicious. The, you could taste the, the freshness of the no, like of the of the noodles. Yeah. Oh God, it was pasta, oh. not noodles of the pasta. Sorry, everyone. God. Oh, you can say noodles. We know. We know. Yeah. It was, They're noodly things, aren't they? It was great. And that soft white cheese. What's the cheese everyone's having right now? That it mascarpone. Just, it just pulls uh, apart. Mozzarella. Uh, buffalo mozzarella. Maybe no. like a buffalo mozzarella. There's a name for it. Anyway, I had a fancy white cheese. It was delicious. You would have loved it more. Ooh. Mm. Okay, that sounds great. That's great. Oh. Alison, that sounds like you've had a a good week with mates catching uh-huh. up. A couple of whom we know. 
Deborah D. Giovanni and Paul Myhock. Yes, mm. it was delightful to see them. Deb's been on the show. Remember when we did WTB? We did new material. Yeah, yeah. yeah Deb yeah. was on the yeah, new yeah. material. She was on a live show. We didn't record it, but she was on the show, um, and it was lovely to see her. Well, was that it? Have we done our weeks? Oh, I've been to, and I went to the Courtauld Gallery. I did a bit of uh, arty farty stuff, which I would recommend. It's in London, very small gallery, but r- lots of very uh, good paintings, like paintings that you, you would know and you're like, oh, I didn't, didn't realise that would be here. Um, I would totally recommend it. It's not too big and easy to get round and lots to see. Where, whereabouts is it? Somerset House. So, oh, uh, Somerset House. Yeah, which is really, it wasn't a great place to visit this weekend because it was freezing, but in the summer, it's a, it's a beautiful palace uh, by the river just off the strand, and uh, yeah, it was very nice, very nice, um, and I got, got in free with my art pass. Of course, let's never, I think that we should, this, this, frankly, podcast should be sponsored by the art pass, because we've, <laughs> like, it, there isn't a week that goes by that but we Maureen don't mention it. Maureen doesn't use it, yeah. Yeah, Maureen hasn't used it, and we don't mention it, I mean, we're literally, yeah. we must be, there must be so many people that have purchased the art pass just through through you, Maureen. Doubtful, I but mean, we'll go with one, that. <laughs> yeah me there's you there is you um we've done my week haven't we so we don't need to go over that um i have done nothing good great fantastic (laughs) amazing times a little bit of shopping and that is the end of my week maureen i think we should head over to you um i have spent quite a lot of time with maureen younger and it's fair to say that every hour of the day is a be more bloody maureen moment it they never end there's they're on a loop i've realized uh, it's like a figure of eight just as you get to the end of the eight, oh we're starting up again yeah. and straight back into another one so it's time to head over to the younger to find out what that be I messaged Jen, I have just put olive oil in my eyes. <laughs> and I was like, sitting there going, why is it so blurred? I, I mean, you can't make this shit up, can you? <laughs> it was oh. fine in the end, but I wouldn't recommend it. No, you wouldn't recommend it, Maureen. <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to do There was one last night, but I'm going to, I'm going to leave that for, for next week. Oh, yeah. Do, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was one last night. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll explain all that next week. But I, um, this is like, you know, we're doing that thing where I, I kind of purloin something by accident. This is the third story in that series. So this is, this is a few years ago. I like, I like that they've now become a series. There's a trilogy <laughs> of Maureen's. This is the third of three. Of, three. of, of a trilogy. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Episode three. This is a while back and I was going into a country, which will remain unnamed, and um, I was at passport control and the guy kept like looking at my passport, looking at me. And I was getting a bit knocked. I'm like thinking, yeah, okay, that photo was a few few years ago. I put on a few bit a few pounds, but it's clearly me, and I was getting a bit knocked. He kept looking and looking, and I was like, what's your problem, mate? Anyway, I get through. I'm walking, walking away, and then this guy runs after me and he goes, Oh, have you got someone else's passport? And I went, No. And I look at the passport, and I've got a passport of a blonde 24-year-old. I can safely say I've never been blonde, and I definitely wasn't in my 20s, right? And what I'd done is I'd seen a passport on the, like no, on, on the, exactly on the seats. Yeah, yeah. And I just picked other, oh, I've, I've, I haven't picked up my passport. Just picked up this passport, not realising that obviously I had my passport in my handbag all the time. Just picked up this woman's passport, thought it was mine. And the reason that Customs was looking, because obviously I had a photograph of a 24-year-old blonde woman, and I was neither. And um, anyway, this guy took the passport and ran back. 
I never went through. I never went back. I thought I'm just keep on going. So um, kept on going. And they used to get a bus to get to the tube station, the nearest tube station. Got on the bus. And then the woman whose passport I'd accidentally stolen was sitting next to her to sit opposite me, basically. And she, I, I got the feeling she didn't really like me. No, that's, <laughs> that's unusual, isn't it? When somebody has created the kind of panic that, that nobody wants when they're at an airport where you cannot find... Your passport. Oh, my God. The, the the panic that poor woman must have been in. You've taken she, her passport. You've yeah, got, you've got a passport, passport, but you've you've taken hers. You've yeah. gone accidentally. Through... Sure. Sure, Maureen. All of this is accidental. <laughs> Always. You've gone to customs. Uh, sorry, passport control, rather. With your, not your passport, somebody mm. else's passport. They've opened it up. They've gone, this isn't you. Presumably. And you got through. That's what amazes yeah, do you me. Know, but, but I think what it is, I think because I used to work with security with a bank, people tend to act in a certain way when they're, you know, they're sociopaths, you know, in a certain way when they do things. So because I thought that passport was mine, I obviously wasn't acting in a suspicious way because I was convinced I'd given them my passport. Whereas if I'd been trying to go into a country with somebody else's passport, I knew it wasn't mine. I'd be, there'd be telltale signs. I, I'd be like panicking or I'd be like, oh, you know what I mean? But because I thought it was, I obviously wasn't reacting in a way that, I was acting in the way of somebody who just given handed in her passport. I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. And, and we've, uh, the, you've, you've gone through, you've, all, you've managed to go through passport control on somebody else's passport. Yeah, and they never asked for me to come back. Did you, and I already know the answer to this, but just for the WTB listeners, did you, at any point, Maureen, apologise to this woman for taking her? No. no she didn't no. even speak to her. Yeah. No, 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 no. 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 I just thought I won't bring it up. <laughs> Don't bring it up. But, you know, it wasn't my fault. I mean, I, I saw a passport. I just saw the passport. I just assumed it was mine, didn't I? Didn't but did you leave your passport somewhere and that's why you thought no, it was No, it was yours. in my handbag. My passport was in my handbag. But I thought I'd put it out. I thought I must have, oh, I must have put it out. Unless right. I picked it up. That's, I mean, in some ways, I mean, like, look, I mean, I'm just, I'm really trying to take your side here, Maureen, because I think in some ways that could happen, couldn't it? You could see a passport, it's yeah. near your stuff. You think, oh, well, that must be my passport. You take your passport. Uh, I, I mean, I, maybe what we really need to be doing is just talking to this guy at passport control and go, fucking hell, no. I think he should lose his job. <laughs> I, I don't know what, this is, you have one job, and that is to look yeah. at the photo and look at the person and go, no, fuck. They don't even let you wear glasses. They make you take your glasses off. This yes, guy... they do. And you've got to show your ears as well now, haven't you? Why? I, my ear. What's with my ears? <laughs> I'm so self-conscious about my ears. And you're not allowed to smile. You're not allowed to smile. No, you're not allowed to smile. Yeah. You have to go to the counter and be like this. Uh, no, no gurning either, uh, whilst cocking an ear. Um, but, you know, you said when you go to passport control, you know, you, 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 you went with all the confidence of someone that knew it was your passport. Yeah. I still go to passport control it, with a sense of apprehension. I don't know why. It's, it is my passport. I've never turned up with anyone else's passport, to be clear. But whenever I hand it over, because I always get quizzed, always. I, I don't know if they always look at me and go, she's a little bit beige, she's a little bit foreign. When I went to Oz... Oz when I went Oslo? to a country... Yeah. When I went to Oslo... All right, let's just say it. Let's just be honest. <laughs> when I went in, I got grilled... Where are you Did going? You? Where are you staying? Who are you going with? What are you doing? Um, where? How long will you be? What's your job? Is that a job? Where do you do that job? Who's your employer? Have you got a visa? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, geez, 
I said I said to my friend Marcus, who was what I was um, traveling with, I was like, they're really strict with the whole uh, passport control. He went, what do you mean? I went, I've just been there for like five minutes. He asked me like a hundred questions. He was like, didn't ask me a single one. I was like, what the hell? And then when I went back out, going to the country that is my country, I got grilled again by the Norwegian <laughs> passport control. They went, um, what are you going to be doing in Britain? I said, I'm going to be living there because that's where I live. <laughs> they were like, yes, but what do you do there? I said, I said, uh, I do the job that I, I said, I just told you my job. I'm do that there. And he went, well, where are you living? I said, in my house. He went, okay, you can go through. I was like, why are you? Oh. <laughs> what? Those are all correct answers. You may but, proceed. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't need you to stop me from going into my own country, you weirdo. Anyway. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to America later. Um, oh, gosh. America time. is such... It's, it's always scary going through America. I have never just... got through American passport control without being taken to one side and and <laughs> practically strip searched with someone's thumb <laughs> up the bum. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, anyway, Maureen Younger, that was, as always, one of the better Be More Maureen moments. Yeah. Um, as I said to her uh, when she told me about this before, I was like... This is definitely, there's a theme here where you are constantly just picking up other people's stuff. I'm yep. hoping that this is the three of three and we won't be experiencing any more oh, of these. No. <laughs> I think we should start a list of things Maureen has picked up over the years. <laughs> we should stop well, here. Well, let's stop there at least for one week where we can have a be more Maureen where you haven't nicked someone's gear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't nicked it because I haven't, uh, yeah. I thought it was mine. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Well, you haven't Ploined. Purloined, what a word, purloined. We're all learning a new word uh, today, (laughs) and that is purloined, where you uh, accidentally take somebody else's item and it's not yours and you've purloined it. Well done, Maureen Younger. What a treat to talk to you yet again. (laughs) Alison, can we please talk to you? Because my head's are spinning. Uh, Let's find out who had a problem what the answer was, it's time to ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice, take my advice, cause I ain't using it. No, 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 no. Take my advice, I ain't using it. Well, like I told you last week, I am literally going to address your problem of forgetting things, Jen. That's what oh, I'm doing, yeah. remember? She forgot. Last week. Yeah, you I forgot. forgot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Honestly, I was with uh, Maureen yesterday and bless Maureen for doing this. But every time we were about to leave the dressing room, she went, have you got your Have you got your phone? Yeah. Where's your wallet? I was like, oh, I don't know. It's in my bag. You got your glasses. Have you got your glasses case? Yeah. What about your glasses? They're in the case. Where's your glasses case? In the bag. Okay. Is there anything else we've forgotten? I mean, literally, literally, I need Maureen with me all the time. Otherwise, I'm going to leave something behind. And she had a goodie bag. And I was like, that goodie bag is never going to make home. You anyway, you did make home. home. Yeah, but only because you were with me. Anyway, <laughs> It's sorry. all right, though. If you forget anything with Maureen, she's got eight of replacements in her bag from various prolongings. How do I say it? (laughs) Prolonged. Prolonged. Her prolongings? All right, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Her prolongs. Her purloins. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. All right, we're on task. Okay, so how do I stop forgetting things? Okay, so I broke it down. Our specific problem is losing things, forgetting things. 
First thing I want to say, what do you lose the most? Let's focus on that first. Focus on one thing at a time. Are you always losing your glasses? Are you always losing your keys? Whatever it is, you want to focus just on remembering one thing for a while until you get used to it, um, used to not losing it. When you put something somewhere, say it out loud. I just put ah. my keys on the table. I just put my, even if it's just to yourself, they say saying it out loud makes it stick in your brain. Singing a song about it. Now, I know this sounds stupid, but um, what is it? Um, head, shoulders. <laughs> I'm not do I know, but head, shoulders, <laughs> knees, and toes. I left my keys on, no, head, shoulders. <laughs> Oh, please do that, Jen. That'd be hilarious. Left my keys on the table. On the The table. table. Yes, yes. Left my keys on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know it sounds ridiculous, but you will remember. Any catchy song that gets stuck in your head. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes was a big one. Let's not rely on our memory. If we know we're forgetting things all the time, then let's set up some things to just make it a bit easier. Okay, so. Clutter is your enemy. Start clearing out clutter. The less shit you have around, the easier it's going to be for you to see the shit you need at the time you need it. So try to eliminate clutter in your life. Um, (laughs) Take pictures. For instance, if you park your car somewhere, take a picture of where it is that you parked your car. I do that now, Alison. Good for you. I do. do you? Yeah. I know. I do that. Yeah. Because I have got caught out so many times on multi-story car parks where I have convinced myself that it's on a particular level, and I'm practically on the phone to Chloe, going, "Someone's nicked the car. Somebody's <laughs> nicked our car. How am I gonna? How am I gonna? How am I gonna explain this? Oh, did I lock it? I'm sure I locked it. And of course, it's just on a different level. It's on so P4. That's why now. Yeah. Yeah, and not just the level. I, I I sort of take a picture of, you know, what column it is or... Good for you, Jen. Yeah, this is a major thing. This helps people a lot. So well done. Well done, you. It's so you. stressful. It is stressful. Uh, items that you want to remember. So, Jen, I specifically thought of you. They said go by brand colors. You like orange. I think your your notebook should be orange. Your iPod should have an orange cover on it. Uh, orange, orange, orange. That way, if you're in a hotel room and you see something orange, you're like, oh, that's one of my possessions. Everything's black and it's such a no. pain because yeah. I can't find anything. Yeah. You're right. I yeah. need a little bit Bright of Bright colors. You like it. orange. Um, leave things in strange places to remind you. So for instance, when I am leaving a hotel, like if I stayed in a hotel for the weekend and I'm leaving on Sunday, sometimes what I'll do is I'll put the ironing board in front of the door with my boots on top of it. And that's a reminder to pack my flip-flops. I don't know why I do that, but like certain things in weird places jog wow. my memory to remember to do other yeah. things yeah 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 would it just be easy to pack your flip-flops no because i need my flip-flops in the morning when i take a shower oh my god i'm not yeah. stepping on that yeah yeah no i hear you so, i totally hear you so things yeah, to yeah. like remember um invest in technology air tags people air tags go a long way what's an air tag so it's like Apple AirTags or little things that you can attach to your items and then sync it to your phone. And then if you can't find something, you're like, boop, boop, there it is. Well, you know who won't be, the first thing I'll lose is my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and then you won't be, put an AirTag on it. Oh, you, no, I don't think you ever use them. I bought you those things that you can use yeah. from your phone, boop, boop, tiles. Boop, boop. Yep. Tiles, that's another one, Maureen. Yes, yes. Yes, because I've, I've got that on my keys. I think it's still in the drawer. Yeah, I mean, well, you could try and use them. Maureen, you did a great thing there. I bought two no, of them Maureen for her. Maureen did do a good thing. She did a good thing 
You know what? You could put one in your wallet because you're always losing your wallet. There we go. <laughs> look at Jen. If you, if well, again, if you were on honestly, Patreon, you'd see the looks right now. Jen is giving honestly. And then when you can't, like when I can't find my keys, the amount of times I've it saved me looking for my keys. You just press the button. Boop, boop. And, and it goes... A little bit of technology goes a long way. Goes a long way. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm, I, I'm, I'm here for that. I will do that. Do it. And then the last thing I want to recommend to you, because, Jen, I know you're a traveler, as am I, set alarms and reminders in your phone. So, like, sometimes I set a reminder the night before, like at 11.30 p.m. when I know I'm back in my hotel room, an alarm will go off and it'll be like, don't forget to put the iron by the front door. Like, literally, I pre-put alarms and and they're saying this is a good thing. Pre-set alarms, pre-determine where you might be at in certain times, you know, to remind yourself to not forget things. So, that's a little bit of how technology can help. The last thing I want to say, look, if you are someone who is misplacing things, losing things, remember, when you're searching for something, don't search in a panic. The more panicked you are to find something, the harder it's going to be. So those deep breathing exercises, take a minute, don't freak out, because if you start to freak out, you're never going to find the item. Those are a few things that I think you can do to help you stop losing things. There we go. Uh, Alison, I think... Um... They are genuinely very useful suggestions. And I I will endeavour to start taking a bit more responsibility and start using these. Um, Don't beat yourself I do up. think sometimes even like just saying that thing, that simple thing that you said about saying it out loud, I've heard about that before. And I think actually that would work if I said to myself, like, I'm just going to put my keys on the table or whatever, or my keys are on the, I mean, fuck knows where I put my keys half the time, but... I don't Start know. putting them in the same place. You got to have a dish by your front door, a dish on the table. In, there's a in. there's a drawer. There's a drawer. There's a oh god. Yeah, but you can't right. see the drawer. The drawer's shut. They say I like a big bowl, and that way, if you right. started putting all your crap in that, right, your headphones, your keys, your every that's your like that's my location point number one. That might okay. Yeah, my location point number one with all the crap. But you know who I live with, don't you? So. <laughs> Make oh, it yeah. a nice bowl. It's gonna get moved. A nice big tall bowl, so it looks like ornamental. And then, okay, right, your stuff goes in it, and then nobody sees it. I know what you mean. Just have one place to put everything, everything in its place, and its place for everything. Yeah. Okay, great. There we go. Um, (laughs) Alison, thank you very much for your suggestions. I hope that was, I'm sure that will have been useful to lots of people. I can't believe, I, I, I refuse to believe that I am the only person that gets all of this stuff wrong. I can't believe it. I can't you be right. Stop punishing yourself that you put things down and sometimes don't remember where you said it. That's all that it is, Jen. Okay, yeah, you're absolutely right. Don't punish yourself, Brista. <laughs> it's perfectly normal behaviour for a 48-year-old woman. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sorry, Alison, I'm distracted by the fact that Maureen appears to be drinking double cream. I'm not drinking double cream. What are you drinking? It's a cafe latte. Oh, thank God. I, oh. Sorry, <laughs> Alison, let's be honest. It wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Maureen is chugging on some double cream. <laughs> let's head over to ourselves again, because what else are we going to do? That, that's what this podcast is. It's just the three of us. Um, <laughs> what have we been watching, uh, reviewing, seeing, touching and feeling? Well, I watched the end of Daisy Jones, the last two episodes, and the six really loved it. It was gutted when it came to an end. Totally oh, recommend it. This Thought is it a big brilliant. wreck from, from Maureen. Yeah. yeah it's Daisy really, Jones and six. We really have got it. it lined up, Maureen. Uh, Chloe's behind it. We're going to be watching it. Let me know what you think. Now, so I want to try and watch something else, which I watched a Spanish programme with um, a, called A Private Affair, and it's got Aura Garrido, who's from the Ministry of Time, I really like her as an actress, um, and it, it, it was going to be, and it was going to be a bit far fetched. She's basically a, a very rich lady, who's, and her butler, who's played by Jean Reno, the French actor, solve crime. So obviously, it, it's not going to be the Spanish version of The Wire. I kind of knew that from the start, but it was. I mean, it's beautiful production values. The costumes are lovely. The cars are lovely. She's stunning. She's a great actress. But it was just a bit too far fetched. It was just a bit too. You know, when they try to do that thing where they have the woman who's so modern, it's like, well, that would not have happened in 1940s Spain. You know, I lived in Spain in the 1980s and, it, you know, and, and, and like the beginning scene, she, as a, as a woman by herself, she, in a ball gown, obviously, in a massive, beautiful ball gown, she goes down to the docks late at night. No woman in their right mind, let alone in 1940s Spain, would go to somewhere like the docks by themselves. You just wouldn't do that as a woman. You know, when, at late at night, you won't be able to people, you want to go somewhere where people can hear you if you need to scream. Um, and then she has a fight and of course she's a, Blinking master at I don't know kung fu or something, so it was a bit unbelievable, which was which is a shame because I really wanted to like it, but I I don't think I'll be watching it. But if you do fancy it, I mean this this you know she's 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 great. The costumes are stunning, as I say. Production values are fabulous. A private affair, and that's on Amazon. It's a shame because, uh, it's one of those series that could have been really good because it sometimes doesn't matter if it's a bit far fetched, but it just it you can just kind of you'll you'll go with it, won't you? Yeah. But it's just too yeah. much, wasn't it? And it was really laying it on thick because she wants to be, her father was a policeman, her brother's a policeman, she wanted to be a policewoman, obviously she can't be because it's 1940 Spain, but it was really laying on thick the bit, you know, the feminist, I can't, obviously she couldn't do it because she was a woman, but you know, it was a bit like, okay, we get the point, you you could have been a really great policewoman, but you can't because of sexism, but it was it was laying it on a bit thick, I thought, so yeah, it's a shame. Maureen, thank you very much for your suggestions, uh, so one out of two suggestions so daisy and definitely uh, is it is, sorry it's called a... daisy jones and the six daisy jones and the six that's your big recommendation but maybe not the the other one which was called what was no. it a private affair a private affair in espanol um i have um 
been watching a couple of things. I watched a movie, um, and it kind of reminded me a bit of the movie that we went to see more in Babylon. Oh yeah, um, it's the one with uh, it's the Tarantino film with. Um, oh, in Hollywood. Um, uh, Once upon it? a time in Hollywood. Yes, oh. Brad Pitt, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Margot Robbie again. Yeah, Sharon Stone. Is Sharon Stone in it? Sharon Tate. So Margot Robbie plays Sharon Tate, but this is a, uh, so for those, I'm sure you all know who Sharon Tate is. She was a Hollywood actor married to Roman Polanski, who was brutally murdered. She was pregnant at the time by Charles Manson's insane uh, cult followers who entered the house of what they believed to be a record producer and was told whoever was in there that, that they Charles Manson said, whoever's in there, you have to kill them. So that's what they did. So this is a reimagining of that um, story, uh, hence the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So this is Tarantino does this quite a bit where he imagines what might have happened. He did that in um, Inglorious Bastards where the um, all of the uh, SS and the uh, head of the Nazi party are all in a cinema and are massacred <laughs> so I mean what so it's like a reimagining of history and so he does that again with this particular story so I won't spoil it but basically it's not the ending it's not what actually happens it's it's, it's a reimagined ending and it's seen through the eyes of um the neighbors of um Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate who are or who is uh Leonardo DiCaprio's character who is a a very uh Sort of was a successful TV actor, but now his his star is in the decline, and it's about his uh, relationship with his best friend, a codependent relationship with this quite psychotic uh, stuntman who's Brad Pitt. Anyway, that's the backdrop, and then it's the reimagining, and it was so re- it, like I know it, it was a completely different time and everything, but just the whole way it shot really just it just really reminded me of um, Babylon. It had that same kind of vibe. Did you enjoy it? I mean, it's very violent at the end because, of course, it is. It's Tarantino. So it's, I mean, you've, you've seen it, have you, Alison? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've all seen it. So, you know, it's so violent at the end, isn't it? It's like quite gruesome. Um, did I enjoy it? I don't... I did not not enjoy it. I didn't love it. What did you think of it, you two? I can't really... I can't really remember it that well, to be honest. I thought Margot Robbie... Robbie looks stunning in it as uh, oh, I mean, but she's uh, stunning in everything. And uh, and you really like the character of Sharon Tate. I mean, she comes across as a very yeah. And Austin Butler's in it. This is obviously before Elvis as one of the... yeah. He's playing one of the the cult the, people, the cult guys. Yeah, he he comes to a gruesome demise, doesn't he? Um, we watched it. It was, it was too long. It's nearly three hours. I think I don't don't think movies need to be that long. I don't know if you agree with me. And uh, I was uh, places a bit bored, and also the the backstory of 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 um, Brad Pitt as well. I just didn't really see. There's a lot of it. I didn't really see the point of it, but maybe I missed the point of it. I don't know. But anyway, I watched that, and then I also watched. I rewatched a series which I'd watched before called Back to Life, because I hadn't watched the second series, so I rewatched the first series. It's a sort of comedy drama uh, created by Daisy Haggart who stars in it and I, I really enjoy it actually it's 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 quite dark it's about a, a a woman who at the age of 18 is um sent to prison because she's accused of murdering her best friend and she after 18 years comes out of prison and has to sort of reintegrate into the community that all know that she's a murderer doesn't sound funny 
but um, it's got loads of it's loads of funny characters and there's loads of it is you know it's it's really well written and I don't mind that it's quite dark. It's it does it's it's not a sitcom. It's definitely a comedy drama, and I yeah. So I went back and watched um, series one and started watching series two. And if you're interested in that, it's very easy to watch. It's only sort of 30 minute episodes. It's quite dark, but I quite like that. And you can get it on Netflix as well as the movie you can get on Netflix as well. Mm. Alison, what about the horror? The horror. Yes. Okay. So horror movies. I was thinking, okay, so I was trying to think about a horror movie based on like losing something or like bad memory. And, but all the movies that came up, they weren't really like horror so I started thinking okay okay well what about the idea of movies that are like based off of lost tapes Mm, there we go so I was like my first one that I went to Blair Witch Project and I was like oh that scared the living crap out so scary yeah very scary but what I want to recommend actually everyone it's a little bit more cheesy it's a totally different vibe I'm going Blair Witch 2 on this, everyone. I'm going oh, Blair Witch 2. I've seen 2. that. That's not good. <laughs> but it's not good in that it's like easy watching, right? If you don't want to commit into anything, yeah. it's a lovely little five friends go into the woods. You know, like it's that kind of film. I loved it. It's not challenging. It's not that scary. It's still based off of like some lost um, footage that then they find. And I really enjoyed it. I mean, look. Blair Witch, the first one, great movie, a lot of expectations. But if you're looking for something real cheesy and a little bit different, I go Blair Witch 2, just for the hell of it, everyone. Blair Witch 2. Hey, I haven't done my due diligence, actually, Alison, where I have to Let's go see, Rotten Tomatoes, the, how bad, what, what, where what, are we at? Yeah. I feel like it won't be as bad as many of the ones I have recommended in the past. What? No, I and, and I've seen it, and it wasn't, it, you know. I mean, it's, it's not, wasn't, oh. you know. There's a be, Blair Witch 3, did you know that? I did not know that. Oh, Alison will be looking for that tonight. Oh, my God. It's 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, Alison, so it's not great. (laughs) Uh, It's 4 out of 10 on IMDb. doesn't even make 5. You're welcome, everyone. (laughs) Hey, because I saw Blair Witch when I was 18. So Blair Witch 2 came out in 2000, which was when I was... Oh, and it's a very different... 25. Yeah, it's very different. I must have seen Blair Witch when I was 21, actually. But anyway... um, so this is 2000. So this is like so old. In my mind, it was not that long ago. <sighs> That's like everything in my world. It was such a ma- I've, I've never seen them, obviously, ago. but they were such a massive hit. Wasn't oh, it, I mean, Witch? Blair Witch, that changed. As far as lost footage videos goes, that was the, the turning point in regards to like, you know. Yeah, but they were so clever when they were doing the PR for that because people, the first sort of people to watch it thought it was real. Yeah. And so then they all didn't. the interviews were that's like... that's how they did it. Or, yeah. yeah. They, they it were like, this is no one... There were no actors. It was like, no, this genuinely happened. Yep. So it got everyone's interest totally peaked. That's why Blair Witch 2 is completely different, everyone. Don't, don't look for the same thing. But uh, I like... Here's the other thing, too. I like that they went totally different, right? As far as a horror movie genre fan, the first one was what it was. The second one goes back to just a traditional cheesy... Shitty horror film, so. Which is what we all want from horror, so that's fine. Yeah, no challenging. Great. Alison, thank you for your horror recommendation. And let us slide over. We've skidded, actually, on the floor of Maureen's culture um, to find out what she's doing in her corner. Ouch! I've fallen over again! Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
Well, uh, today that we're, we're recording it, obviously not when you're listening to it, it is World Theatre Day today. So oh, I thought I would look wow. at some plays that, that really stood out for me, um, which I would recommend. I've actually just bought one. I just bought Tales from Hollywood which by Christopher Hampton, um, which I saw in the 90s at the Donmar Warehouse with um, Phil Davis as Brecht and Ben Daniels as, as Horden Horvat. And it was fantastic. And it's basically, it's about all the German refugees who had to learn all these great writers who had to flee Germany and ended up in Hollywood. So you got these literary legends who then became studio hacks, which happens to a lot of refugees, isn't it? You have you have like a very important job back at home, but because you move to another country, you don't speak the language, suddenly you're kind of downgraded. And you know, you've got all these great German writers, you've got Bertolt Brecht on one hand, very left wing, you've got Thomas Mann, you know, this very staid, who at the time was one of the most popular German writers. And it's all kind of like you were saying once upon a time in Hollywood. It's called Tales from Hollywood, and the the lead man in it is Erden von Ho- sorry, pronounce his name Erden von Horvath, and who wrote a very famous play called Tales from the Vienna Wood. He actually never made it to America. He got killed in a freak accident in Paris in 1938. He was actually oh. um, standing under a tree in the Champs Elysees, uh, you know, kind of getting away from a storm, and a branch fell on his head and killed him. Oh, but what? What are the chances? That's I know such a freak accident. So, in, but in this in this version of events, he's actually in Hollywood, and it's a re, it's a it's a brilliant brilliant play. I would totally recommend it. Christopher Hampton is a very good writer. Um, a couple of plays I've mentioned before, which I would I would recommend, as it's uh it's world uh, it's world book day world play day. Sorry, Danton's Death by Gil Büchner. I saw that in the eighties with um Brian Cox from Succession. It's an amazing play about Danton the the French revolutionary who was who thought he was too popular but they they couldn't get rid of him and that that proved to be wrong it's a brilliant play um our country's good by timberlake vertenbacher which is probably one of the one of the fun alison agrees i think i've mentioned this play before it's a brilliant play oh it's very our country's fun. good is so good yeah it's i such agree a good more play, isn't it yeah it's so life-affirming it's so affirming about theater i remember a week when I was at drama school i came down to london i was at drama school in glasgow and i saw a play every night in the 90s and I saw this at the Young Vic, and it was just outstanding. So um, brilliant. Um, another another thing I would a play would recommend. I've got to got to mention Shakespeare, of course. If you're being a bit put off, I would say the Comedy for Errors. Comedy for Errors is just basically a farce. It's about two sets of identical twins who don't know each other exist, and and mayhem is you know ensues. It's very very funny. There was a brilliant, brilliant production of it in the '90s in the Globe with great actors. You won't know their names, but they've, you know, they've, they've done a lot of stuff. Yolanda Vazquez, Martin Turner was in it, and they had Marcello Magni, who, who died last year, actually, unfortunately, and he was a great physical Italian actor, and he was brilliant. He was playing one of the sets of twins. He was the servant, and he was basically the star of the show. And I remember once he was ill, and Mark Rylance had to take over. So I was working then. Everybody wanted to watch because this is going to be a disaster. There's no way he can replace Marcello. It's going to be it's going to be a car crash. We're all, you know what human beings are like. We're all watching this. And I remember Mark Rylance going on stage, going, "Look, if you want, you can have your money back. I'm going to play the part, but I'm going to have to read the part. I don't know the part." And I have to say, it's one of the best bits of theatre I've ever seen. He played oh, it with wow. the, re- reading the book. He was reading the book. And it was because he, he was clever because he got the audience on side and the globe works like that. It's, and everybody was on his side and he did it. And at one point, because this character always gets hit by his, because he's a servant, at one point he turned around and went, would you just stop hitting me? 
<laughs> really funny. And the comedy of errors as well at the Globe. It was such a fantastic, fantastic production. It was like, which, which is what great comedy is and great theatre. It's like it was like when the audience, it, the energy go. It's like a t- t- um, tennis match where the audience goes from the stage to the audience and the audience back to the stage. You, you get that in comedy when you're really ripping it. And that was what it was like at the Comedy of Errors. It was such a fantastic production. And I was there for the last night. I'd seen it so many times. And you could tell the actors were enjoying it. And there was one bit where the wife kneels down in front of them, husband. It looks like she's giving them a blowjob. So, of course, everybody was laughing. And I just remember this little girl saying to the father behind me, why is everybody laughing, Dad? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting for you to explain that one. Um Another couple of plays is um, Playhouse Creatures by April DeAngelis. I don't know if you know this, Alison. It's a brilliant play about the first female actors in the 1660s, uh, including Nell Gwynne and Mrs. Betterton. Really, really good play about what how, what life was like for female actors when they, you know, when they, when they were first allowed to start uh, um, performing in Britain. And then I thought, uh, following on from Jen last week, it's a play by the guy who wrote The, the Banshees, of Inniskian. This is Lieutenant, Lieutenant Inishmore, which I saw with Aidan Turner. It's a fantastic, fantastic play. Very gruesome. He does tend to write, write quite gruesome. And the more gruesome it gets, the funnier it is. I mean, this well, is that's a good the same writer. in the movie, isn't it? It's yeah. so the Banshees of Inishirin is gruesome as all hell, but but hilarious. It's hilarious. And as we know, to write something when it's gruesome and make it funny, that is really hard. And it's about this guy, um, Patrick, who's so extreme uh, terrorist, he's too extreme for the IRA, so they've kicked him out. And then he goes back to this island of Inishmore to find out his cat's died, and he's really pissed off about the cat dying. So he's got to get revenge on the people he left his cat with. Oh, it's like John Wick, (laughs) but over a cat. (laughs) But over a cat. And it is, honestly, it is a brilliant, brilliant play. And it's, he's basically so good because he's obviously of Irish stock, Martin McDonough, and he just picks apart, you know, the, the kind of the paramilitary, what was going on in Ireland. And in fact, when he wrote it, it was actually, I think, too hot to handle. It didn't actually, it didn't get produced for years after he wrote it. But I would definitely, that's a very good play to read. Brilliant suggestions. Oh, and very last one is Rat in the Skull, which is also an, a play... Set uh, with I saw it in Ruf, with Rufus Sewell, and again it's about Northern Ireland, and he was brilliant in it. And I had a friend who was from Northern Ireland. She said he got it got it to a T, absolute T, the part. So yeah, those are the suggestions of various plays to have a look at. Maureen Younger, as always, your cultural caller is absolute dynamite. Can you hear an explosion behind me? It's not wind. It's Incredible firecracker. So, I've run out of steam with that one. I'm so sorry, Maureen, but I really appreciate the uh, time that you went to research that. Thank you so much, Maureen Younger. Now, Jen, it's your moment to shine. It's your time. It's your time. I'm always curious to know what uh, what the hell's got your goat this week, Jen? I want to feel it. Don't judge me. Now, you're going to be judging me now, but bloody well wait, okay? This is terrible, isn't it? That's what's got my goat. And and, and do you know who I blame? Society. (laughs) Okay, well, I think the thing that's got my goat is a thing I've got to stop doing, and and I have to stop doing this with myself, is competing with my younger self. I don't know if you do this. 
I have noticed that I don't have the same energy levels. It's getting my goat to the point where it's like, why am I tired all of the time? I ache. I have got aches and pains. I thought this was like some sort of just a joke that people used to say, oh, when you get older, you get aches and pains. No, no, it's a real thing. You, Your body starts to ache in places that it never used to ache before. I don't sleep like I used to. Like when I was young, if I hit the sack, boom, I'm asleep. Woo-hoo. Wake up in the morning. Not anymore. Go to sleep. Wake up. Need a wee. Try to go back to sleep. Oh, I've just started to think about something that's totally irrelevant to anything that's happening in my life. Oh, I've got an anxiety attack. Oh, I can't go back to sleep. Oh, I go back to sleep for like 30 minutes. Oh, I've hardly slept. Wake up in the morning. My calves are tight. My ankles hurt. My feet are sore. I'm like, what the flickety? I'm not, I'm not 88. I'm 48. And it's really annoying me. I went for a cycle ride and I told this tomorrow and it was really lovely. And I really, look, I, I, I enjoyed it. But I was just acutely aware of the fact that my legs were not doing the thing that they used to do. Like I used to be able to really power through and get up hills and really move. Up. And now everything is like, and it's, and I know it doesn't matter. I could get as fit as I wanted to. I'm just never going to be the strength and the person I was 10 years ago. And I've it's got my goat. Is it? Is this it now? Is it? Is it downhill from here on in? Am I going to have to be like Carol Vorderman? I do follow her on Instagram. Am I going to have to start like going to the gym? Is this it? Anyway, that's what's got my goat. I can't believe the ageing process is caught up with me. And now I have the aches and pains of a person that is truly middle-aged. Ugh. Anyone relate? Yeah. I, I The aches and pains, when you were saying that, I was like, uh, why? My legs hurt. My hips hurt when I wake up. I'm my not, hips? The hips? My hips hurt when I'm trying to sleep. Sometimes when I roll over, I go, I can't roll on that side. My hip hurts. I know I'll roll on the other side. What? Am I going to need a hip replacement? Listen, I hope that's not the case. Not yet, at least. I mean, give me a couple of years for crying out loud. Maureen, the thing is with Maureen is that do you have any aches and pains? I bet you don't have any. Oh, I mean, sometimes, but I, not, not all the time, but sometimes. But yeah, but I mean, I do like, I, you know, there is that thing like you look at yourself when you're in your 20s or 30s and you go, I used to be hot. You know what I mean? And you're like, obviously you're not. I'm not even, I'm not even concerned about the hotness, Maureen. You're not. It's my physical strength and my body. I like having a, a strong body. Do you know what I mean? Doing So I can do things and I can feel. I mh mean, sure when you get older, you get, just you get tired and just can't be arsed. Can you? I mean, it's just... Yeah, it's not It's not the hotness. It's really not. I mean, I've just accepted everything's going to go south. It's just... but Well, I haven't, have I? Because I'm, I'm moaning about it. It's the not being able to physically do the things and be as active and, you know, do the things, all the things. And also having young kids probably doesn't help, does it? I mean... Oh, my God. I mean, no, Jen. I mean, that is pushing you to the limits every single day. You're amazing. Yeah. I mean, luckily with me, I never did sport when I was young, so I haven't really been able to notice the difference. Oh, good. Well, that's true. <laughs> me too, Maureen. I Although, set my bar low at a young age. I set my bar yeah, low then at you a don't, young then age. Then you don't notice. It takes you longer to notice. No. I know. All right. Okay. But, like, I suppose if you're... Oh, never mind, Maureen. I don't know why I'm going to you for any empathy. <laughs> that's a, there's a vacuum there. I don't know why I tried to tap into it. <laughs> Although, to be fair to Maureen, she stayed over um, the other day and uh, I, I made her walk up uh, up a hill, and she was powering up this hill, Alison. I know. I'm not Jen joking. Asked me to slow down. I was like, 
Maureen, can you slow down? Because I'm actually quite tired. Maureen was like giving it some welly. I, I was like, where does this come from? Because Do you know, because I was talking about my love life, that's why. Oh, yeah, that, that really put a firecracker up a bottom. That, that, and yeah, so I was, I was powering up. Yeah, she powered You're up. Powering up, is that what happens when you start to talk about your love life? Is it like getting stars in Nintendo? Do, 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 do. <laughs> she was like, you're going a bit... And I've never had... Jen's never... Because normally I have to have a break going up that hill. Jen was like, can you just slow down a bit? Because you're going too fast. I, I, and from now on, Maureen, now that I know that you can do that, I'm going to be very suspicious, very, very suspicious when you want to break going up that hill again. <laughs> anyway, that's what's got my go. It's it's not a serious thing. It's it's a it's a it's a point of uh, in my life where I need to be uh, accept uh, my body, and uh, start doing all the the things that perhaps I, I I should be doing at my age instead of trying to be cycling up a ninety degree angled hill, yoga. That sort of thing. Yeah, I was going to say stretching, yoga. That's what we got to start doing. That we're at the age now where it's like you got to lengthen and make sure everything's. Yeah, so. I do Pilates. I'm I, when I come out, I'm a centimeter taller. That's a fact. Um, it's not it's not a scientific fact, but it's just a fact that I've created in my head, and I'm sticking to it. Well, that's what's got my goat. That has been this week. We have covered everything. There's nothing left to say. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Maureen's waving. I mean, who's who can see that? Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTB, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Or you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that do. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.